Hello, America. It's time for Uncle Sam Says. Oh, today I have a funny story for you. I guarantee it's the funniest story you'll hear all week. It's called Butch the Incredible Rooster. <laughs> but you got to earn the right to listen to that story. And by that, I mean you need to sit through another story I'm going to tell you about George Washington. Oh, it's a good one, too. It's George Washington's greatest crisis. Okay, as the Apostle Paul said in the Bible, we in these last days live in perilous times. Our enemy is as real as any enemy ever faced in armed combat. Just as our homes and loved ones are at risk, if an enemy is at our gates, right now, our homes, our family, our very lives are at stake. The liberals are all pushing their socialist agenda, which has never worked, but has caused the deaths of way over a hundred million innocent civilians. These are not battle casualties, but people who were betrayed by their own government. Let there be no mistake. This is a war of ideologies with the result of defeat and being just too horrible to contemplate. We need another George Washington to come to our rescue. George Washington is honored as the father of our country for lots of reasons. And I've told a lot of the stories about his always heroism, his exploits on my, my radio show, The Uncle Sam Says, True Stories of Our Founding Fathers. Still, I know that most folks don't really know much about this truly great man. I am convinced that God actually directed him in the defense of America. One of my stories about him was of a vision he received from God about the future of America and the great trials she would have to go through. The vision showed the panorama of the history and destiny of our country and that the greatest danger was the trial that we're in now, right now. So he knew what lay ahead. The first great trial was the very war he was in with England. He was given to know we would win that one. Then he saw the great civil war and then the two world wars. Oh yeah, you will want to listen to the story of George Washington's vision. But now I want to tell you of another time in that war of independence. He had his vision in the winter of 1777. And this episode I'm going to tell you about happened in December 1776. So he didn't, <laughs> he didn't have the benefit of that vision at this time. So he just didn't know. To set the stage for you, he and his men had just finished the battle at Trenton and won a major victory against the Hessians. These were German soldiers paid by the British to fight the Americans. That battle had just happened on December 25th, yeah, Christmas Day. The soldiers were very happy and the morale was pretty high because they had not had a victory for, <laughs> well, since Bunker Hill. and that. That was technically not a victory because the British did take the hill. But we were happy anyway because we killed a couple thousand of them just to a few of our own men. Anyway, since 
since that time, we were hounded and chased and lost time after time. And if George Washington had not had come some very significant help from God, our army would have been devastated many times. So the men were very demoralized before the Battle of Trenton. To show you how bad things were before the battle, George called his leaders together to make battle plans and learned that not one of his generals could even field a force of men. They had no shoes, no cold weather clothes. They were out of shot and out of powder, and they were simply incapable of attacking anything. That'd be on a plate of supper if they had any of that. And they did not. Well, George simply hung his head and said, all is lost. He had known that Trenton was ripe to be taken if he could only get his men over the river and get them to fight. But they had nothing to fight with. That is when he called out to his staff, get me Richard Morris. He had been the richest man in America. He loved his country and he loved George Washington. He ripped out the ballast from one of his ships to provide lead shot and provided money for the rest of what George's men needed. Some still did not have shoes, but at least now they were able to fight, and they did fight, and they carried the day. We won the Battle of Trenton. Now, though, George faced the biggest challenge of the war. This was almost the end of December, and the enlistment of all of his men expired on December 21st, 31st. He called them all together. He explained to them about the possibilities at Princeton. He faced them while sitting on his horse. There was a drum roll, and then George asked, everyone who would be willing to extend his enlistment to take one step forward. Not one soldier moved. There was dead silence in the camp. Even though they had just been victorious at Trenton, they all knew what they had gone through before, and even though George knew that Princeton was just as good a target as Trenton had been, if he had no army, then he had no hope of a victory. He could not blame the men. Their enlistment was over. <clears throat> Patriotism was simply not enough. They had to go home and take care of their farms and their families. He said nothing. He simply turned his horse and started to leave. After a few feet, he stopped, sat there a moment, then turned his horse around and came back to the front of the men. Not a man had stirred. He looked at them for a minute and then began. He said that he could not blame them for wanting to get back to their families. He told them they had obeyed every command with honor and integrity. He spoke to them for several minutes about how they deserved all that their country could give them. He expressed sorrow for their suffering and said that he had no idea of how to spare them of it. Then he began to explain to them that 
they are not just fighting in Trenton or or the upcoming Princeton battle, but that they were fighting for their farms, their families, their freedoms, and their very lives. After his speech, he nodded to the drum corps, and they gave another drum roll. Then he asked again for those who would extend their enlistment for another month to take one step forward. This time, every man stepped forward. They were then able to go on to Princeton and win another victory for the war. Those men put everything right on the line. They could have gone home to loving wives and happy kids, but they chose instead to continue the sacrifice so the future of their children would be secured. Can we do the same? Can you do the same? What can we do? What can you do? I was hoping you'd ask. <laughs> Just go to our website and we'll show you all of the things that you can do. We need you. Go to UncleSamSays.us. Okay, guys. You have earned the right. <laughs> Listen to Butch, the incredible rooster. Okay, here we go. Here's Butch. Sarah was in the fertilized egg business. She had several hundred young pullets and ten roosters to fertilize the eggs. She kept records, and any rooster not performing went into the soup pot and was replaced. This took a lot of time, so she bought some tiny bells and attached them to her roosters. Each bell had a different tone, so she could tell from a distance which rooster was performing. Now, she could sit on the porch and fill out an efficiency report by just listening to the bells. Sarah's favorite rooster, Old Butch, was a very fine specimen. But this morning... She noticed old Butch's bell hadn't rung at all. When she went to investigate, she saw the other roosters were busy chasing pullets, bells are ringing, but the pullets hearing the roosters coming would run for cover. <laughs> to Sarah's amazement, old Butch had his bell in his beak, so it couldn't ring. He'd sneak up on a pullet, do his job, and walk on to the next one. Sarah was so proud of old Butch. She entered him in a show, and he became an overnight sensation among the judges. The result was the judges not only awarded old Butch the Nobel Peace Prize, they also awarded him the Pulitzer Prize as well. Clearly, old Butch was a politician in the making. Who else but a politician could figure out how to win two of the most coveted awards in our planet by being the best at sneaking up on the unsuspecting populace and screwing them when they weren't paying attention? <laughs> Guys, vote carefully in the next election. You can't always hear the bells. All right, folks, thank you so much for listening. Remember, you're learning the truth. 
tell your friends, speak with boldness, and keep your powder dry.